forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! I'm excited. We got Steve Gunn in the, in the, in the studio. He's going to come in in a, in a matter of moments, but what we're going to do is we're going to hear something from his new record, The Unseen In Between. First thing we're going to do is get him to explain uh, that title. I figure that's a good 10-minute conversation. Get him to go deep on that. He's got this new record. comes out, I believe, this Friday. It's on Matador. It's called The Unseen In Between. It's great. I've been listening to it for a while. Um... And we're going to hear the debut of a song called Morning is Mended. From this album, we're going to hear it right now. So sit back, relax, listen to this, and then we'll hear some Steve Gunn from the record. Then we'll hear some Steve Gunn live in studio. Check it out. Steve Gunn. Great. That's uh, Steve Gunn from the new album, The Unseen In Between. And this is, uh, it's on Matter. It comes out on Friday. And Mike actually said, Mike doesn't like anything. Mike's like, is the the record like this? Because I like it. Yeah. I don't know if if that's good or bad. But no, that was that's the the world premiere of that song too. Now let's bring our friend uh, Steve Gunn into the studio. The 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 the, the man of the hour. So as it is, how are you, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You can sit in the big blue chair. Okay. Not the biggest. I sit in the biggest blue chair. That's a big blue chair, though. So yeah. This guy. Oh, all right, all right, calm down. I know. Look. Oh yeah, please. You pull it all the way right. You see where mine is? That's where you check. Okay. There it is. Great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's thanks for coming by. It's very exciting. You were here, uh, I guess, uh, maybe like a year and a half, or would that be two years ago? About point? yeah, year and a half, two years. It was very chaotic. Yeah, you're here. With, well, you're here with Kurt. Jellyman was here too. Of course he was. He so. just materializes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rumple Stillskin. Yeah. He's it like. A, it was an energetic. Yeah, candy. Thing. He's like Candy Man. Yeah. You say it three times. Say Jello Man three times. He appears. 
You already uh, said it twice. So oh okay. no, I gotta. Yeah, he. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because you and uh, you and Kurt, you grew up in Philly. I'm trying grew, to remember your. I did. I grew up in uh, this little town called Lansdowne, which is a suburb of Philly. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, sort of close to Upper Darby, mm-hmm. western mm-hmm. suburb of Philly. Sure. The Tower Theater. Yeah. This yes. in Upper Darby, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you go see shows at the Tower I Theater? I saw a lot of shows there. I saw Sonic Youth there. Okay. Um, my mother graduated high school. Her sort of graduation ceremony was there. Okay. So the um, Tower Theater has been a big, a big I, part of your life. Yeah. My mom saw Lionel Richie there. And, okay. You know, that kind of Not thing. Not the same show with Sonic Youth, though. <laughs> no, you guys didn't. That'd be pretty... <laughs> That yeah, that would have been a good but, night though. It was a destination. I, I really love that theater. Yeah, it's a, it's a special place. Yeah, so you, you know, and Kurt is from Lansdowne too. Mm-hmm. We went to the same grade school and we took lessons at the same guitar shop. Mm-hmm. We didn't know each other, oddly enough. Okay, um, until much later, um, like but, after school years. Yeah, after school years, he, when he moved back. Um, to Philly from Boston. I saw him play a solo show at a gallery mm-hmm. and there, you know, just kind of blew my mind. And then I realized that he was the person that uh-huh. grew up in my town. And I yeah. was like, Oh my God. Like, cause he's from a big family. And isn't that so strange yeah. when, you, when there are yeah. those things where two people who are <laughs> both like-minded and individual, individualistic, the two of you are, you're on your own paths. Yeah, but you are, but you're cut from similar cloths in in ways too. It's not like you're you're not playing uh, like Red Jazz. Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, he's just like, yeah, my band's kind of like the Chili Peppers, and then that guy Kurt Viles from my uh, I went to high school with that guy. It's like no, you both you're both mining, you know, similar territory. You're both very yeah. different people in certain ways. Definitely, um, it's interesting for sure that you would be that. You'd, you'd, you'd be that close and not know each other until later. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. even just to even be that close, because it's like, you think about, there's like a crazy example. I think it was like Robert Plant. And then the dude from Slade, like grew up like uh, the singer from Slade. Yeah. Like two guys with like very similar booming rock voices. And then they're just like, yeah, they grew up oh, like on the same street. Yeah. Like how is the, like what are the odds of that? Do you know is was that in Birmingham? I don't know. I'm okay. bad. With I don't that. mean to fact check you. No, no, that. don't worry. I'm just. Okay. Uh, we'll. Uh, Mike, look that up. It's Robert Plant and uh, and uh, what's his face from Slade? I went to this record store. In the- Naughty Holder. I went to this record store. I, the only reason why I asked Birmingham because I went into this record store in Birmingham. And the owner was this really awesome guy, and he was selling photos of Slade. Uh huh. Just photos for sale, like in these little <laughs> plastic bags. Uh huh. And I would just assume that Slade is from Birmingham. Yeah, because the guy had a pile of photos. He was the president of the Slade uh, fan club. And it gives, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. I could be totally wrong, but anyway. We'll find out. Mike's going to fact check this. And, uh, yeah. So, but so you oh, guys, yeah, you guys had your your thing, mm-hmm. but you but you kind of found your own. Like, what was the, what was the first stuff that kind of put you on your path with with the the type of music that you became interested in? For me, uh, you know, I mentioned that I took guitar lessons in Lansdowne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I 
you know, when I got a little bit older, 16, 17, I started going into the city, going to record stores, going mm-hmm. to shows. Sure. Um, also, I listened to a lot of radio. Okay. You know, I went to Temple University. Okay. And there's really good radio programming at Drexel, WKDU. Mm-hmm. And also at Temple, there was good radio. And also record stores. I just yeah. kind of was like this kid yeah. going to punk shows. Yeah. Well, like the record um, exchange. Record exchange. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was my place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I was about 17, 18, I was going in there listening to all these crazy stuff that JC and Tom Lax yeah. and all these oh, people yeah. were playing me all these insane, you know, just there's just posters and records everywhere. No. And those and, guys uh, are good kind <clears> of, uh, they are good guides for 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 just yeah. getting it's like they're not okay they're not they're they're not snobby about stuff at all they have they have <clears throat> outstanding taste and they just want people to yeah to just they're check really, good stuff they're out they're really friendly it's like yeah. you know if i walked in there and said like what is what are you guys playing mm-hmm. they're not going to be like Ugh. you don't know this yeah, yeah. they're going to be like it's yeah. Sun City Girls and I yeah. put the record out. Do you want to buy it? It's yeah. just for sale over here for nine ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah, here we go. Yeah, because Tom Tom uh, did uh, and does one uh, like a, a label that's been around for a long time now. Silk Breeze. Yeah, and that's one of yeah. the most influential. It's like it's like kind of this sneakily influential force that just has never stopped and just has right. always found the music that. So wherever it was on the planet, they would find these things mm-hmm. and just kind of like, I remember when that Dead Sea, the double album, they put that out and that mm-hmm. was just like, just this monster record. And it's like, that's like, that's a good thing about music too, where it's like, it's not like, it's like in sports, it's whoever it's, it, it is quantifiable in sports for who the best is, where you can just right. say, like, oh, this person scores more than that person. So they're better. But in music, it's just kind of like you could put 500 copies of a record out and you're the best on the planet at that given moment. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's up for, you can't just put stats against stats. It's just like, no, artistically, you're, you're beating everybody else on the globe right then. Right. And that's like, that's kind of like that label managed to pull so many things together. Did you, uh, I, yeah, I think, you know, I just feel lucky to be, you know, to grow up in Philly and to kind of be around that stuff because, mm-hmm. um, I was in punk bands and meeting local people and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. meeting folks from Philly who are reaching out, you know, putting out records from bands in New Zealand and stuff. Yeah. kind of blew my mind. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm seeing, you know, musicians from New Zealand that just the local kind of like crappy bar in Philly and yeah. drinking yinglings and being like, yeah, having my mind blown. Like who were you seeing that um, really, that really, uh, impressed you? Someone from New Zealand I saw, uh, was a guy named Roy Montgomery. Sure. And I, I actually just met him again well i didn't meet him back then but i met him just last year when i was mm-hmm. in new zealand mm-hmm. and we talked about his visit to philly and how he hung out with all those people and, and stuff like that yeah um i remember when those new zealand <clears throat> artists started coming over and uh they would just be able to play like they would play maxwell's and hoboken and they'd they would be able to play for like 150 200 people 
at, in cities. They actually got a That's solid great. turnout because people were so excited about them being there. And then uh, it was just funny to like, just that they're just like dudes, kind of like you thought. Yeah. Like I remember Alistair Galbraith coming over and he uh-huh. was just like, we went to a diner and it's just like, what's this guy going to eat at the diner? It's like, he doesn't want this. And he's just like ordering the food. He's like, I'll have a pizza burger, please. <laughs> like, it's like, he's, Alistair Galbraith's eating a pizza burger. Wait, that's what we eat. I think it's there like, was a certain kinship with, with, with Tom and the people from Philly, mm-hmm. you know, going to, you know, being in Christchurch and hanging out yeah. with Roy Montgomery. I felt like there's just a, cert- a certain sort of sensibility that those guys shared. Yeah. Even with like the kind of do-it-yourself, mm-hmm. self-released music that was happening there, Tom's aesthetic and the record exchange, it was like a, an interesting link. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, no, you know, there's crossover with Guided by Voices and bands. Oh, like yeah. That. It's crazy. It's crazy. If you look at like a, if you did like a map of the world and you put pins in it and there's just, I'm going to just say this. I'm sh- I'm nodding my head and the chair squeaking, guys. And don't laugh, dude. If you do that, that laugh, this is not funny. You're all on thin ice. I'm going to, I got a can. I bought a can of WD 40. I'm going to, I, this chair, I'm going to. Do you want me to spray it for you? No, no, okay. I don't, Steve okay. Gunn. That Sorry. would be, do you hear that? I'm just trying to help. Should I, should I get Steve, Steve, uh, Mike, Pat, Dudio, Steve Gunn's saying he'll spray the, the chair. Oh, I can't do it actually. I know how to work a can, like a can of WD four. I can, I can do that. I see that little red nozzle. This chair, I'm gonna throw it in the street. <clears throat> I don't know what that'll prove. I'll just be standing next week. <laughs> I'll throw the chair out. They'll be like, "Do you know that's a healthy thing that people are doing these days?" Is throwing standing? chairs in the streets. Standing, no standing. standing. No, I do a fair amount of standing. Okay. Yeah, you know, but in offices, yes. like in front of computers and all that stuff. Yes, I so. see those working, those desk. Those yeah. like people have that the platform that can rise. Uh, they have the option between sitting and then they can lift it. They can it rise every time I move. The thing squeaks. Oh, that's not good Steve. for radio. Thank you. Sorry. Steve. Don't worry. Did you, did your sandwiches show up yet? Did your sandwiches make it? I hope you all enjoy. And you slaybock too. You're on thin ice. You could just put some oil on. You're supposed to fix things. This guy's supposed to be a fixer. You could have come in here. You could have heard. He could have come in here and squeaked it out. So, uh. He's eating those candied pralines oh, out there. Yeah. Yeah. The candied pralines. Mike's, oh, these are so good. He's like, whoa, 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 pra- Mike, Mike. Yeah. Just, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you're not allowed to have any more candied pralines. Until this chair squeaks, no one eats candied pralines. Until the chair stops squeaking. Candy pralines are off the table. Bring them in here. I want them in here. Give me the candy praline. And look who brings them in. Those three are just those three just stared at him. Thank you. Yeah, these are no ones now. So yeah, so and Philly's a weird place, and I mean that in the best possible sense. I love Philly. If I have yeah. a choice, I'm in New Jersey, and I'm right. halfway between New York mm-hmm. and New York City and Philly to see shows, and I'll just go to Philly a lot yeah. of the time because it's a better time. I think, yeah, for sure. Can, I, I moved to 
I live in Brooklyn. I moved yeah. there a long time ago. But sure. I still miss Philly and go down there all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's it's funny how Philly <clears> has <throat> kind of like, I guess it's kind of every, but everywhere is kind of blown up now, right? Yeah. yeah. Like where's a bad neighborhood anymore? It's like, it's like they're running everybody out of everywhere. It's like, hey, fish town. It's like I'm looking for some trouble, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing about, I, I noticed that in Hoboken. We were mm-hmm. just in Hoboken. I was like, whoa, we tried to get this, you know, the best pizza place in yeah. Hoboken. Yeah. And we went there and it's an hour and a half wait for two. I was like, yeah. really? Yeah. And the hour and a wait half for two kind of thing is happening in certain parts of Philly. No disrespect. Yeah. yeah. But it's a little strange. I think because the thing about the areas of Philly is they're so small. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah, for yeah. instance, like Fishtown or mm-hmm. Northern Liberties, which is where I used to live. It's like once it starts, then it's like it oh, happens no. so fast, like digging up the streets and everything's, yeah. you know, they're just, people are. And they shove everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. Philly was a good thing. It was a good kind of incubator for, for, for kind of oddballs in a way to just be kind of like off the grid relatively and people found their, could find their voices and do their thing. And then when they, when they kind of had it, then, then, then you get attention it's not just like some place yeah. where people are like, like in New York, it's a lot of times people are just like waiting for the, waiting for big things to happen so they can, they can start right. hyping it right off the bat. Right. But it seemed like, did it feel like that? For it you, did. For it's you like guys? more of a, com- in Philly is more of a community. You yeah. Know? It's like, I was just working menial jobs, playing mm-hmm. guitar, but I also was going to show. So I got to meet all these people. Yeah. And some of these people were living in warehouses. Some of these people had studios. And then you keep seeing them around. It's not a big town. So mm-hmm. you get to know people pretty quickly. Yeah. And everyone's sort of supportive and yeah. helpful. And, and you guys all kind of found a common, <clears throat> common thing. Cause it's, it's I now, think so. cause now it's you. It's Kurt. It's a war on drugs guys. It's, it's like there is a certain thing that's kind of popped from the city that's, it's not what you would expect to come out of Philly necessarily, but it. Yeah. I wasn't really around when those guys were doing their thing. I was around a little earlier and left, mm-hmm. but it's true. I think that You're, I think so you those, can't, you can't get the Philly out. Steve. No, no, of course I can't. can't. No, believe you me. You could try. For... <laughs> You've been trying. Yeah. You could <laughs> like say I'm... you're from, you could be in Brooklyn for 40 more years yeah. and you still just be like. The, that accent's there. Yeah. You know, like you, if you just I have, step into Wawa. You just, just talk to out. someone with it and then, then it comes right out. It's there. It's, yeah. in, it's ingrained. It's What's, embedded in, in, in my soul. What word, sure. what word is the giveaway that you're from Philly that uh, you grew up there? Hmm. Water. 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 My my family used to make fun of me because I dropped the water and they uh-huh. said, Stephen, would you like a glass of water? Uh-huh. And I said, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want me to say water? Yeah. No, I have friends that give me the business because I say water, water, like water. What's that? Is that Jersey? That's that's a Jersey. Yeah. That's a Jersey, New York kind of thing. Water. Hmm. And then they're just like, uh, like, how are you supposed to say it? And they're like, wa- water. And I was like, what? what? What's that? Where's that from? It's Ohio people. Uh, okay. See, that's. Yeah. yeah. So you got a new album out now. Uh, it's coming out on Friday. Yeah. yeah. You can say it's out. It's out. You've heard it? I have. I've heard it a bunch. Oh, cool. I've had awesome. it for a, for a while. I love cool. it. Thank you. It's really good. Thanks a lot. 
And this is your second one with Matador. Second one with Matador, yeah, because yeah. you had an EP, right? There's the what is it? You had the, I did a f- proper album in two yeah. in, in uh, sixteen, yeah, and then yeah, was working on this one. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Thanks. The unseen in between. Do you know that um, the guy who plays bass is in Bob Dylan's band? I don't know if that's a little too. No, big. I didn't. Yeah, this guy Tony Garnier. Okay. He, um, He's been in Bob Dylan's band for 30 years. Wow. He's the musical director. Okay. And I randomly met him right before we were supposed to start tracking. Okay. And he, we just sort of hit it off. He said, you want to hear my demo? Uh-huh. You know, and he was like, sure. He was, and he was like, do you need a bass player? And I said, okay. So he said to you, do you need a bass player? <laughs> yeah. That's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> anyway, it, I don't mean to plug no, that too that's hard. that's fantastic. But- you should plug that. Yeah. You should plug that as hard so as you can. So that was really crazy. And then, you know, he we recorded a whole record with him and he was all psyched and he invited us to see Dylan, you know, mm-hmm. a few times. And so we were like kind of guest listing mm-hmm. to these shows. And I was just yeah, like, yeah. this is insane. Yeah. It's weird. It's super funny. Yeah. It's weird <clears> that, that we, what's his end game? What do you think? He looking Bobby to die did? on the road? He looks great. I mean, yeah. he had... The last time I saw him was in Philly at this mm-hmm. new theater called the Met. Yeah, oh, I saw Kurt there. Where Kurt played. I saw yeah. Kurt a few weeks ago. Yeah, which is must have been fun. That that place is was great. Yeah, Kurt's band sounds so good. They're so these days. man, good they are Lord. so locked in, and they have like, you know what they have now? They have like bottom to them now. Yeah, which it's crazy. Like they they have like real. There's like full dynamics in that band, mm-hmm. which sounds so great. That's awesome. And the, did the Feelies play that? The Feelies played. <sighs> that's that's unbelievable incredible yeah like that is top-notch unbelievable that is the band that's that's the band that's the band that i am look i would look yola tango obviously i would say yola tango would say they would be most proud that the feelies are from new jersey even more than i'm more proud that the feelies are from new jersey more than i am from new jersey sure that's jersey that's real jersey proud you see those bumper bumper stickers Jersey Proud? Is that? Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No. I, I just saw one of those on the way over Jersey here. Proud. <laughs> I don't know. I'm more proud. Like, is what it's like. Look, Bruce Springsteen. That's fine. What, who? Frank Sinatra? Okay, sure. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, what's uh, that? What's the great, who, what's your favorite Jersey band of all time? My favorite Jersey yeah. band of all time. You don't don't yeah. think on it too. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm trying yeah. to just think. I might, ju- I might just have to say the Feelies okay. because okay. Okay. because of what they've accomplished. Like no band has been I- more perfect than the Feelies. If you think okay. about what about it. can I can yeah, I? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I'm not going to challenge no, you. No, no, you you push, you <laughs> challenge all you want. What see. about the Misfits? That's yeah, but they were not second, perfect. Second they were not place. perfect. Oh no, no, they weren't. Feelies. Nobody's been. But they wrote a few perfect songs, but oh, they were all yeah. Just oh, copies kind of, of other songs, anyway. Look, it, it, there's there's a shocking amount of great talent that has come out of New Jersey. When you look musically, oh yeah, for sure. Isn't it crazy? Well, what about? I mean, you were talking about jazz yeah. earlier, yeah. And all the greatest jazz records are recorded in Hackensack. Oh yeah, all that stuff was recorded in New Jersey. Yeah, all that stuff in Northern New Jersey. Yeah, all of it. Like like literally, literally all, all of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it all happened here. People took the bridge across. They recorded it in New Jersey. Oh, it's crazy the history of the state. And I'll still say, <clears throat> though, I think I still have to say the feelies. 
Okay. Because I, no, the run I agree is, because the run is, it's unimpeachable. No one has yeah. ever held the thing together. And when they play, I've never seen more of a, more of like a, a thing where it's like, I know what they're going to do. And it's still as alive as anything possible. Like you, like when they're, they do crazy rhythms, it's the most, it's the most exciting. I look forward the to that. Energy so is so yeah. good still. Yeah. Which is really impressive. Yes. And, uh, yeah, misfits are way up there too because they have. There's a lot of baggage, but. Yeah. But just the idea that you can say New Jersey, it's just like, yeah, it's like Frank Sinatra, Danzig. Right? Glenn Whitman, yeah. Yeah. And you got, uh, Bon Jovi. Jovi. Skid Row. Skid Row. Right? You've got Cinderella. Lansdowne, the guitar player from Lansdowne. Yeah. My hometown. So. Who, well, who's the all time Philly person then for you? If that's, if I, we're talking, if I'm talking. Philly Rock? Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Robert Uh, Hazard? Who is it? I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, I'm going to say this. I, I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm not really a Rundgren fan. Okay. That's fine. Um, Philly rock. And I'm not really, the Hooters were really popular when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Okay. I, I think I played street hockey with one of the dudes. Once. Okay. One of the Hooters. Yeah. And he was pretty good. You ever have a, a melodica in your band? No. You ever but... attempted to keep the, keep the legacy <laughs> I, alive? I've I've had melodicas in my closet and stuff okay. like that, sort of sure. laying around practice spaces uh-huh. and things, but I don't think they've ever gotten utilized. So all time, and you don't you overthink it either. I, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna have to say Bardo Pond. Okay, is my my uh, all time favorite band from Philly. Okay, and it was only really it, you know they're amazing, but it was just it was my formative time mm-hmm. uh, as a as a um, kind of a kid going to this place called the Kyber Pass. Sure. Between you know underage and and un, up to twenty one, seeing them, I saw them open for Sonic Youth, and I got to know them. I've seen them so many times, mm-hmm. and they're still doing their thing. Yeah. You know, talking about the Feelies, it's like unlike- they're still. They're you know I have this kind of ingrained memory of that mm-hmm. band, and it's a special. They thing. They kind of I mean, carved their own thing out. Yeah. And it's you know it's them. Yeah. When they do their thing, yeah. Yeah. So, I'd say that that. You know, just personally, that that was a band that meant a lot to me. Sure. And are those lifers? Are those the ones <clears throat> yeah, that, that kind of is that what resonates for you? Seeing, I think so. Yeah. You want to? That's what you want to be in it for the whole for like. I'm in it to win it. Yeah. yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't have. I you know, I wouldn't. I don't want to go work uh, the job that I had no. before. Nobody wants to go back. <laughs> the whole the whole point is to just stay one step ahead of that. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you're two steps ahead of it. And if things are going really well, maybe you're like four steps ahead maybe of it. Maybe you take three, t- three steps back. And then suddenly you look, it's like, I think I'm, I was four steps ahead of it. I think. And then I'm, you got to make, you I'm start three. making calls and yeah. see, get the people yeah. to drag you out. Now I'm right? two steps ahead. But you're still ahead of just going back to that I jump. think I'm not a lifer. I'm making the connections. And when I'm a little bit older where I've got nothing so I can start cashing in favors. Yeah. Okay. And say like, that's good. Tom Sharpling, can you, oh, can we, yeah, please. Can I come, you know, by all means you've, that's the golden ticket. You, you really, you really picked a winner on that one. <laughs> Let me know how that call goes when, when things aren't going so well for you and you call me 
Hey, it's Steve. I'm looking for some help. <laughs> hey, remember that time? Yeah. Wait, when you, you wanna... played, when you debuted my track. Oh. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So you have with it. No, please. You call it's me cool. anytime. You have your guitar with you. I do, yeah. Why would you bring that? Why on earth would you bring your guitar with um, you? I was going to play... I was going to play a song. Yeah, please. Um, Let's get the left. Dodeo! Okay. I can accompany on a squeaky chair. Um, yeah, that's good. Anytime I blink my eyelids, like it squeaks. <laughs> we could do like a freeform jam. I'm gonna fix it next. Mike, yeah. mark that down in your little thing we talked about before. <laughs> They're gonna fix the chair next week. I'm gonna play a song uh, from my album. It's called Lightning Fields. Okay, yeah. So which which what are we talking here? I'm gonna turn my mic down when when Steve starts to play. That's three or four. Okay. Let's see. Do you want to run the board? Do you want to run it? You run it. Lining fields, rows of steel, into the ground, 
moves too fast All over town Is where we're bound Sky to the ground Steve Gunn in studio. You can play as much as you want, Steve. Okay.
I can just go right into another one. Let's do that. Okay. Don't you want you watch? You almost spilled that coffee on the board. I'll put you over my knee also. Sounds called New Familiar.
so you can see it Give up the open space Sacrifice your days With the news in the sun Reduced to a pile Then you're leaving again Always different world From where it all began Unravel me with you Suspend me in the air It's not there Give it back Laughing in the fall There's nowhere anymore New familiar Walk closer you can see it Give up the open space Sacrifice your days With the news and the sun Reduced to a pile And you're leaving again Always a different world From where it all began Unravel me with you Suspend me in the air It's not there Steve, that's fantastic. Steve oh, Guns is here. There's a partial version. Yeah, no, that was beautiful. <laughs> you, you look, you could play more. I'm not going to tell okay. you to stop. I can talk for a second. I just want to tune up. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're going to hit the road soon. You're going to be all over the place. Yeah, all over. The album comes out on Friday, and um, we're you know we're starting shows. We're playing in. 
at Bowery Ballroom, February first. Okay. And yeah, we're going on tour. We're playing all over down mm-hmm. in Philly on the second, and uh, we're going to the West Coast, Europe, the whole thing. Sure. So everybody's gonna ha- everybody's gonna get a shot. Yeah. To see you. So yeah. the next few months is booked up. Yeah. Booked up. And the record is out on Friday. How long did you work on this record? You were, did, Michael was just saying you, when you were here, that's what you were saying it earlier. Also, just like that was the, the demoing process. Uh, yeah. Like you were, you were just starting to figure out what this record was going to be Back about then, then. Yeah, yeah, that was around, yeah, it was when I came here with Kurt. I was like almost like two years ago. Now, how do you figure out when do you know when it's a thing? I think that's my problem. I can't yeah, tell I when a know. thing is I don't a thing. Know. You think it's a thing and then it's not a thing. And then then you wake up sometimes you're just like, I don't think any of this works. Yeah. Right. And, and then then you're just like, Yeah, that's a bad feeling, right? Totally. But then what do you do when you When you got it? Yeah. When you get it. You just know it, right? I think so. Right. Well, maybe you know it when you don't got it. Okay. So then when you get it you don't want to, you're just like, maybe this is, feels good. And so it's like the, I'm hitting on a stride. And so it's almost the absence of, of not getting it is getting it. It's not even like, you're like, I got it. It's like, I know I don't not got it. I think when you get it, you don't not got it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes too much sense. Now, what night are you playing in, in, uh, Bowery Ballroom? It's Friday, February 1st. Okay. And then I have, um, a Jersey, Jersey resident, uh, Meg Baird playing sure, with yes. Mary Lattimore mm-hmm. that night. So that's the, be... that's the ultimate Jersey Philly union. Yeah. Mary it's, all, it's all about Meg. the tri-state Jersey, yeah. Jersey vibes. Yeah. Mary's great. Yeah. She, rules. I love Mary so much. I know. Me too. And, uh, it's nice to see her, uh, kind of pop. And people appreciating what she's been doing this whole she's time. She's been doing it for a long time. You know that she just drives around in a Volvo with that that harp with that all harp. year. Yeah, she's out on a, the open open road. Yeah, not a clarinet. No, <laughs> she's driving around. <laughs> yeah, no, she got a harp with her. So, no, yeah, she's much the best. respect. Well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna actually. We we're talking a lot about Jersey, and I was thinking yeah. about playing a cover song. Yeah, and then I'll play um, one of my own. Okay. I'm going to let you um, do, why don't you do two in a row? But I'll, I'll let do you a twofer. Do, I'll do a yeah. twofer. It's two for Tuesday. Can, two for Tuesday. Yeah. Now, Jason, get back in here. Do we have eyes on Jason? Anyone have eyes on Jason? There he is. Great. Face drops to a pile of flesh 
heartbeats and pumps of death Prime directive, exterminate whatever's left All I wanna see and all I gotta do Who did I do this for me or you? And all I wanna see and all I gotta do Who did I do this for me or you? All I want is to know All I want is to know With the touch and the burning hand The Astros armies to destroy your world From directive exterminate The whole race in your face drops to a pile of flesh Your heart beats and pumps of death from directive exterminate whatever's left All I wanna see and all I gotta do Who did I do this for me or you? And all I wanna see and all I gotta do Who did I do this for me or you? Glenn Whitman should check it out. Uh, this song's called Vagabond. It's a long, hard day at work 
They called you mad for singing Do you remember when it blew away The wind runs through the trees It's neither faith nor law The sun has set when you come to find me there Frozen in a ditch Cold deep stare like a cat And we move along Jean-Pierre came from the road His artwork remains unsold He holds such a heavy load You know he's so far gone He tells me he can't hack it in his old black leather jacket Keep a hold on To your strangeness for rolling home When we meet him at the train station He was dressed to the nines Things are changing now We'll move along That was fantastic. Thank you. Did Love you know? Did you Mystics recognize cover. it? Of okay. course. Yeah. Oh, that was. It's exciting. You, you paid. <laughs> yeah. Proper. You. You. Proper Jersey home. Yes. Thank you. Sure. On behalf of everyone from the Garden State, we thank you. Because you now you leapfrogged us. You went from from Philly to Brooklyn. Yeah. That's fine. You didn't. Stop. But I spent a lot of time in Jersey. Down yeah. Jersey Shore. Sure. That's, that's my. You know, that's my link to Jersey. Which, uh, which, uh, which wild, wildwood, wildwood. Yeah, yeah. That would be the, yeah. My dad the, went there when he was a kid, mm-hmm. his parents, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there. Um, uh, and then when I was like, you know, started in my teens, I was getting very 
sort of disgruntled by it. Sure. And Ocean City? Any time in Ocean City? A little bit, yeah, definitely. I spent a summer there when I was 16. That Ferris wheel? Mm -hmm. That terrifyingly huge (laughs) Ferris wheel? Did you go to a Jersey Shore when you were? I would be more like Point Pleasant or Seaside. Yeah, you you got that vibe. Thank thank you, I think. I'll take that. Um, When I was on the boardwalk of Seaside Heights a couple years ago, where I was on the boardwalk wearing a King Crimson shirt, nice. waiting to buy a soft serve ice cream. That's such a good pairing. Coors, Coors, Coors Brothers. Yeah, K H O R S. Yes. So I'm waiting to buy it, and then some guy's like uh, Crimson. And this maybe, yeah, this maybe defines my entire everything I've worked at toward boils down to this to what this guy said to me this moment. He's like, uh, hey, Crimson. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Lark's tongue's in aspic. And he goes, uh, we get it. They don't. And he like no point, points at everyone else on the board. He's like, they don't. You know, that's going to bring out the Chapman stick type of folks as well. Oh, yeah. Trey Gunn. You imagine <laughs> you ever play with anybody with a Chapman stick? No, I knew a few, a few people. Um, and I've seen it live. Yeah. It's crazy. Pretty fascinating. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen King Crimson and you see Tony Levin do that Chapman stick. It's nuts. Incredible. Yeah. Tony Levin, one of the most talented guys, but I will say this. We were at a hotel in, uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Outdoors. Me and John Worcester. Tony, we see Tony Levin working no out. We see him working in out the in the gym, gym. At the hotel. Yeah, in the gym. Then he walks <sighs> so out of the heavy. gym hotel, jumps right in the pool, didn't shower. Ooh. So he went so far down in my book. Come on, Tony. Rinse off what, before he, you work out. What was he out. doing in the gym? Was he lifting or was he running? Yeah, he was doing some, he was, he was on the machines. He's doing some arm, arms, arm exercises. Mm-hmm. Maybe some, uh, I should have gone in and checked what weights he had uh, set on it. I'm... What's that? I don't know. He might not have wiped down the machines either. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he didn't wipe the machines down because I don't know if he did. I know he walked right out of that workout room and jumped in the pool. Hey, you want to do that at home, Tony? I'm more of a Giles and Fripp. You like? Okay. Sorry. That's all right. You can see on my computer where I stand about that. I'm all in. Have you? You've gone to concerts and oh, yeah. all that. It's yeah. it's it's that's some your top, kind of crowd. That's your top band. It's they're way up yeah. there. Like it's like King Crimson, then Lou Reed. After that, may, may, it might be some version of that. Yeah. Um. It's the only show you can go to where. The line for the men's room, like, will snake all the way through the venue. And then just, like, the women's room is just wide open. That's like, called the Crimson Snake. <laughs> the Crimson Snake. Oh, my God. That's that's perfect. The Crimson Snake is the line at the men's room snaking through the through the theater of just guys waiting 40 minutes now to get, what is this? What's this line? It's like, no, that's how it is for women at every other thing. It's like, it's your turn yeah. to wait online. Yeah. I'm going to miss. I'm. They're going to come back for the second half. 
Oh, I'm gonna. They're, they don't do. Do they do like a drums in space kind of thing, where they? They do just a fair a freeform amount. Jam. Oh, there's a there's a there's a bunch of jam because now King mm. Crimson, right? No joke. They're cashing in. It's three drummers. Whew, you see them. So heavy. This is the band. Imagine it's a two tiered thing. Up front, drummer, per- drummer, drummer. Then there's drummer, a riser. Drummer. Okay. Everyone else is behind the drummers. Wow. It's is there the, a laser show and all that? None of that. There's literally nothing. There's no drum. There's no trippiness. There's to nothing. It. There's nothing to look at other than these guys, and they are. It is the best. I am totally in the tank for it. I gotta, I gotta see that. When these, cause these drummers are just like, they're just doing their thing. They're like so locked in and the drummers are completely driving the bus on this band. Sure. And they're doing all the old stuff and yeah, I love it so much. Mm. I can't wait. I'm gonna see, see that. Again. Well, if, if they're playing, I'm gonna go next time. Well, they're gonna so be. So maybe in, I'll see you there. I'm, look, see you in the, let's figure see it you, out. See you in the, in the line. I'll see you in the line. Yeah. That, yeah. uh, I bought a, uh, ticket. Because they played Red Bank. They played two nights in Red Bank. Nice. I'm like, I think I'm going both nights. How <laughs> <laughs> was that? It was just like, it was like, yeah, I think I'm in on this. Wow. This is, that was a real just line. solo mission, both nights. Oh, by myself. So good. One for King Crimson, please. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Did and- you buy any merch? Or any, yeah, I bought, I bought uh, yeah, like stickers. And yeah, I get, what did I get? A the hoodie? shirts. The shirts are so hoodie? dumb looking. I didn't get a hoodie. Those over a hundred ten dollar hoodie with this with the cover of Court of the Crimson King on it. I will say this: I have a friend has a leather jacket, not a leather jacket, denim jacket with that painted on the back. Super cool. I bet. Yeah. See, walk around Jersey with that. She. Oh, she. Well, yes. that's even cooler. Steve, you got to realize. Oh man, the ladies like Prague too. Definitely. I talk more about Prague with with women now. We'll just I'm talking more about just like like dudes are not. <laughs> either if you talk to a dude about it, then it is like that Punisher thing, and you're just like, all right. I'm realizing maybe I don't like this stuff as much as <laughs> as much as you do. Um, I'm really. I just how do you found, get out of it yeah, when you establish? I just found my line with it, and you're on the other side of it. We didn't even get anywhere near you on the other side of that line. Oh, that thing! Because you all the, the thing about a Punisher yeah. is the you. It's just a trigger. So when mm-hmm. you trigger it, mm-hmm. then there's no there's no getting out of it. That's why it's called a Punisher because. Yeah. You've set yourself up, you know you have, mm-hmm. and then you have to commit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so for instance, you're hanging with a, a crimson. Yeah. Head, I, I run into a crimson. And you head. say like, yo man, like the red bank, like when that, yeah. when one, when that one thing happened, that's all you need to say. Like when that one thing happened, yeah. it's like, it's on. Yeah. When they did starless at the, and okay. then it's like, okay, well you're committed. Yeah. For, and then now this guy's like, I've been looking for a chance to make this, <laughs> to do this Ted talk. <laughs> this have one a, person's head talk. Yeah, yeah, have a seat. I'm about to lecture you about a thing that you d- probably know a fair amount about, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to just do it to you right now. And uh it's going to it's not going to be a conversation. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's a speech I'm about to do 
about King Crimson. Wait, what is this? I look at a post-it. Mm. So it's come to this. Pat and Jason. The two guys out there, Pat and Jason. I'm going to say this. Why don't you bring this chair on stage with you, you rats? They're doing a comedy. They did not, they did not run it by me. Oh, no. Suddenly they started marketing themselves as a comedy team. They're doing live shows all over the place. And I just, there's a post-it here just sitting right in front of me. Pat and Jason, Saturday, February 2nd, 11 p.m., Brooklyn Comedy Collective at The Brick. So you can see Pat Byrne, Jason Gore do their live show. You see, you go see Steve on February 1st. Bowery Ballroom. Bowery Ballroom. Then the next night you, you go and uh, you go see uh, Pat and Jason live. How are you guys going to figure out who goes on first? A coin flip? Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those pun that Punisher thing. Yeah. What's a what's a Punisher? And for people who don't know the whole <clears throat> Punisher concept, it's what would you say it is? It's the it's getting trapped. I mean, it's yeah. I don't. I always you know I enjoy talking with people all the time. Oh, me too. Yeah. I think <clears throat> the Punisher. The Punisher doesn't no enjoy exchange. talking to you. There's no exchange. Yeah. Punisher's not talking to you. It's not a conversation. No, no. You're, yeah. It could be, he could be anyone. It yes. just need, they need a warm body. Yeah. But the thing is, you trigger a Punisher, so. Yeah. Operative word, he. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say. Yeah. Pretty fair. And maybe, you know. There might be, there might be could, a lady Punisher out there the way there was like, uh, Eileen Warnes was out there like, hey, there was a lady serial killer once too. <laughs> like yeah yeah i think we're looking at well i think i think a prog punisher is a perfect ex i mean that's like the epitome of punisher because there's someone listening to most specific complicated music yeah. and mm. they need to talk to someone yeah about the thing they just <laughs> wrap their head around i mean there's guys there's chapman sticks there's three drum sets yeah how are you going to listen to that by yourself and not talk to anyone <laughs> you know I, yeah, you I go to that's... that merch table at the Crimson Show. You see, they got the, uh, they put out the, uh, every year they put out a two disc set of, uh, rarities. Uh, uh, the 2019 box is out. Uh, I'd say a lot of these are not actually unreleased. They say they're unreleased. They were, uh, a bunch <clears throat> of these ended up in, uh, they were, uh, Collector's Club release. Like this version of Cat Food from, uh, 74. Was actually uh, part of the Collectors Club. Uh, Is that really a song, Cat Food? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. It's cool. Good song. Cat food, cat food, cat food. Wait I think my favorite out. is 21st Century Schizoid Man, but yeah. that's not like a, I'm not like a deep. Well, you're going to get it. You're going to get into it now. Yeah. Next one you got to listen to is. Uh, there was a punk band from New Jersey that covered that song that I really liked called Rorschach. Yeah. They, they played. Uh, 21st century skits. A lot of people covered it. Unrest covered it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to get Lark's Tongue in Aspects next one for you to check out, Steve. Okay. Um, check it out. And when you listen to it, I want you to just, just think of this when you listen to it. This is the album that they, that in their mind was a, like, like a sexy album. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, it's just like. Is it jazzy? Or just, it's it's sort of like, just King Crimson. Okay. It's okay. long and 
wow. kind of epic and okay and ridiculous and the best part when the show starts they because they, they you can't take pictures like they're just like yeah there's like this audio there's two signs on the stage that just say do not take pictures you will be removed from the theater yeah. and you see people patrolling looking that's for, good yeah yeah it's kind of nice yeah they they were doing that during the Bob Dylan concert and they play yeah it's 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 great to not have to look, watch the show the through worst. someone's phone. When someone in front of you has their phone out yeah. and you're like, oh, it's like what blinding, gonna, blinding you. It's like, what are you going to do, gonna with, do that with that? Video? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, here's that, here's that horrifying, <laughs> poorly filmed and sounds terrible, looks bad, but don't worry. It's the I middle, it. it's I the middle 30 seconds of a song. Yeah, but I got it. And here it go. Here. Yeah. Cause then they were playing and they play this audio thing begins like it's robert fripp goes like hello fellow king crimson fans it's like he sounds like dr demento wow. a little bit i guess he's like welcome to an evening with king crimson and we will uh, please no photographs when tony takes his camera out then you can take your camera out and take pictures as much as you want and the thing is tony takes his camera out when the show's over he takes a picture of the audience uh-huh and there is a there is a picture from the from the Count Basie Theater of a very sad looking me in the audience. I saw it. I was just like, "Oh God!" Taken by him. By him. Published on there. Somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know why wow. I said that on the show. Oh, now people. Yeah. Now it's gonna. Oh no. Now I'm gonna get that thrown back in my face forty times. It's people doing circles of me in the crowd. I was way up front. Not hard to see me in that one. Crimson for one, please. <laughs> yeah, I went to the merch table. I'm going to, uh, how much time is there between the two sets? Because I'd like to go put my uh, merch bag in my car if I could. Um, best time was Red Bank, Count Basie Theater, second show. Mm. Walk through the parking lot. Some dude just relieving himself in the middle of the park and it was still like he couldn't he couldn't deal with the crimson no. snake no. <laughs> right. he, couldn't. he couldn't commit he couldn't he knew about the crimson snake he's like nope out of here i'm <laughs> the parking lot's gonna have to do and it was like august or whatever and it was like seven o'clock so it's still daylight basically this guy just like hey this is what i gotta oh. do it's like there's 40 bars along this stretch right yeah. now. Just go to a bar, act like you're a customer there. Nobody's yeah. going to yeah. flag. It's like you're a white dude. They're not going to bust you. You walk through the bar, you act like you belong. Have some have some <clears throat> dignity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The blight on the crimson community. <sighs> I got to bring it up at the next meeting. <laughs> well, Steve. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. The album is truly fantastic. Thank you so much. The Unseen In Between comes out this Friday, Matador Records, and it's great. And thank you for coming and playing, and it's always great to see you. And yeah, you too. Anytime you want, buddy. Okay. See All you right. around. Yes. And Michael Slaybach, thank you. Don't come in, though. Don't come in. Don't push. <laughs> Don't push it. He has a gift for you. Yeah? He has a gift, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you have a gift. housewarming gift. Oh no. This? Okay. oh no, this is terrifying. Now people know Michael Slaybach. He's the he was the uh, was and is does the the 
Don't take a picture of this. Oh, there's a dog in here. I love that. Hey, uh, for for when me and John do live shows, Michael is our is our uh, partner with that. Oh no, I already know what it is when I see that. Oh no, it's the world's biggest AP Mike headshot. What is that? How big is that? Oh, two by three. God. Two by three. Did you see this, Mike? Well, come on in. <laughs> wow. That's my next merch. Oh, my, it looks like a towel, yeah. Michael, thank I just you. thought it'd tie the place together. Yeah. Tie, yeah, tie the place together. No, we'll we'll get it done. Yeah, we'll get it a little cheaper than that, Mike. Are you really going to do posters now, Mike? An AP. What if you do just a limited screen? Why don't you do like an Andy Warhol type screen? That would be nice. Just a limited thing, like get a print, like limited prints. Yeah. Why am I giving you these ideas? Thank you, Michael. That's. The sweetest it's thing terrible. anybody's ever. Yes, that was the best and worst thing. Yeah. Which is that is fantastic. I think the best show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester. Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns, segment producer Michael List. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Neff. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.